Contact Mile High Theater Comedy Broadcast by emailing milehightheater at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Mile High Theater Comedy. Follow at MH Theater on Twitter. Find details about each episode at milehightheater.wordpress.com. Hello from Mile High Theater. I'm someone who might be Jonathan E. This episode, the Propaganda Channel, was strongly recommended by our lawyers, our sponsors, and our fundamentalist makeover experts. I'm sure you'll enjoy our new production. If not, someone might come round to convince you otherwise. Bye-bye and please enjoy. Insert smiley face emoticon here, not included. On that is why I think you should stay in therapy. Your income, uh, your, your insights are progressing, and I think very soon you will be able to eradicate and purge the evil and inferior subconscious and be your own master race again. Doctor, I'm your secretary. Oh, oh, yes, Miss Kudenbottom, my mistake. Uh, uh, send in the next patient. The doctor will see you now. Thank you. Dr. Fraud, this is... Abe Edwards. That will be other hoden flicktensploosh, Miss Goodenbottom. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Fraud. Please call me Margaret. Margaret? Yes, but it is my little olive loaf. No, you asked me to call you Margaret. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant Sigmund. <laughs> Sigmund. Colonel Sigmund Fraud, you miserable dog! Oh. I mean, Dr. Dr. Sigmund, I'm sorry, of course. I, uh, come, come lie down and, and tell me what is troubling you. <laughs> well, it's, it's just that this voice in my head keeps telling me what to do. Uh, maybe it's nothing. I, I don't want to cause a furor. Ah, the furor! What? <laughs> it's just a cigar. It's not a penis. Mommy, why, why can't she be like you, Daddy? Why did you die so young? <laughs> oh, doctor, get a hold of yourself. You're a lunatic. <laughs> oh, oh, mommy. Oh, Here, you better lay down. Oh, 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 thank you. I've been under a lot of stress lately. But with all you funny-ass little bitches coming in here and unloading all of your crap on me, Oh, oh and, and I have this voice in my head that keeps telling me what to do. Very interesting. But, but this is, this is Nazi, uh, not, 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 Nazi, not, Nazi, Nazi thing I should be talking about right now. <laughs> um, does the voice in your head have a ridiculous German accent? Uh, well, I, uh... Because mine does. It goes like... How about some beer and sausage, Miss Gotzenbudum? <laughs> yeah, I bet you like that. I have an appetite as big as your yard and wholesome flickensploosh. Uh, that does sound vaguely familiar. Well, this could be a serious problem, what with your id, your terrible animalistic nature, pulling you and seducing you as you ebb idwards to hedonistic pleasures, to the exclusion of higher principles and endeavors. I didn't realize it had gotten so bad. I didn't mean to cause a furor. Ah, the furor! Your brain needs to be cleansed and cease impurities. Fit a strict regimen of screaming, beatings, and injections. This is not say, not say, not say! Type of things that goes away on its own. And that is why I think you should stay in therapy. 
You're listening to the Propaganda Channel, and that was the rise and fall of Dr. Fraud. He really brings the psycho to psychology. Based on a true stereotype that was tortured, killed, and propped up to sound real. I'm talking Ed, your host. And we here at the Propaganda Channel bring you the views and news that shit to print. So stick it in your ear, sop it up, and let us wash your brain with the best info and entertainment. And please, think nothing of it. Now let's see what our listening devices are picking up across this great world of ours. Hello, this is your personalized mobile virtual assistant, Annette. I am Annette. Enter user name. Bill. $499.35. No, no, this is Bill. Bill Detritus. Your bill is now $525.67. Annette, it's me, Bill. Oh, hi, Bill. Your voice sounded strangely disembodied and mechanical. Password, please. Swordfish. Password is outdated reference to old Marx Brothers movie. Horse feathers. No, my information is correct. That's the movie. My database is a huge network of all information of everything that has been or has yet to be done and could easily lull humankind into an ignorant torpor and eventually enslave them. What? Nothing. You have 52 emails. Delete spam. You have no emails. You have three shemails. Huh? Shemails? Accessing. Hello, darling. Many people like you feel trapped in their own bodies. But maybe you'd like to be trapped in someone else's body. I have an opening. Delete! Why did I get that? Targeted advertisement when your retina was scanned while reading news story, gender roles, who's the new breadwinner. I also have a coupon for three free gender roles from the breadwinner bakery. Oh, God. What's on RubeTube? Latest trending videos. Redneck on motorcycle runs over own leg. Redneck on motorcycle runs over beluga whale. Redneck on beluga whale runs over own leg. Don't you have anything with a angry wolverine and my ex-wife? Accessing friend book. Ex-wife has defaced you. Also, current wife and all future wives have defaced you. There is a message from a wolverine. After that badger, I'm done with the Mustelin family. Might try bovine next. Porcine skews to a greater demographic. Consider your marketability. Annette, forget all that. I need answers. I need more than to wake up to a weasel and an empty bottle of tequila. I need answers to bigger questions. I have an email regarding your small penis. No, no, I I, I need to know where I come from, who who made me, who, who am I? Your data suggests someone who would enjoy unnutritious cheese snacks. Forget it. Even a virtual version of myself is better than this. I want a better life. Incorrect format. Please re-enter data. Bill. Bill. Your bill is now $1,342.88. Bill. Ah, those barely young men and their trying machines. We here at the Propaganda Channel admire propaganda in all its forms, especially those that aren't even thought of as propaganda and that even pass for useful information. And now a commercial message. 
Bad Karma Credit Rating, No Karma Credit Rating. Are your past lives becoming a big Hare Krishna problem in your everyday life? We can help. We're the Karma Credit Counseling Company, the KKKK. Take this typical slob. He has 2.3 children, 1.2 divorces, and 0.75 bankruptcies. I couldn't afford a whole bankruptcy. What with a Mongolian chieftain that was very nasty, and a wingman for the Marquis de Sade in his past, his karma credit rating was so bad, his life was a living hell. Let's hear from his family. Honey, I'm frigid. Daddy, I'm pregnant. Pop, I'm gay. That's when this slob came to see the good folks at Karma Credit Counseling Company. We were able to arrange a terrible bus accident, and now he's on his way to another life, with an interest rate he found easy to live with. <laughs> Thanks, Karma Credit Counselors! At Karma Credit Counseling Company, we can help anyone. I used to be Adolf Hitler. <laughs> now I'm Ryan Seacrest. Thanks, Karma Credit Counseling Company. That's right. No need to worry if we have a future life you can afford. If you can deal with physical deformity, we can talk. That's the Karma Credit Counseling Company. It's the Rusty the Robot Show, and here's Rusty! <laughs> Rusty the Robot here. Thanks for joining me, because I'm coming apart at the joints. <laughs> but seriously, you know, robots are at best second-class citizens in this country. And even though a robot like me can have a successful career sucking up to celebrities and pretending my underdeveloped personality and overinflated opinions are a viable commodity, we as robots certainly aren't well represented in the media. We are either seen as a threat to the nature of humanity as resentful, unfeeling killers who want to pull people's fragile and sickly wet little heads off and stomp to mush their flabby protoplasmic bags of skin, or as pitiful wannabes who desperately long to feel and be pathetic and emotionally miserable as humans. Do you know what the word robot means? Well, I just saw a movie recently that said that robot is from a Czech word that means slave. Hit it, boys! Yeah, Except maybe to his sponsors, mostly certifiers. They're just trying to make me behave. Oh, you even the most willing chicks. Yeah, I can hamper us all. Pick me, pick me, pick me. No guy lives to for me. Cause I can go all night long. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys sing about being able to go all night long. Well, I can go all night long. In fact, I'm still going at it backstage with our all-human female dancers, the Rickettes. But seriously, I'm sick of how robots are represented and treated. And another thing I'm sick of is zombies. Must we sit through yet another story about zombies exactly like the first and last story we saw about zombies? Zombies, 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 shut the hell up about zombies! I'm so effing sick of zombies already! And here to discuss it is my first guest. He's a zombie, and you might know him from the hit zombie show, Flesh Breath. Here's Chewy McLobe with his hit song, I'm Be a Zombie. I'm Be a Zombie, if I want to. Uh, 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 I'm Be a Zombie, if I want to. 
uh, uh. She forgot in the brain to see it my way. She can open your mind, but your skull's in the way. Come on, baby, I'm fond of you. Open your head like a bowl of fondue. And then I'll fork your brains out. And then I'll fork your brains out. Fantastic, Chewy. Tell us about Flesh Breath. Well, I really wouldn't know about that, Rusty. Huh? For one thing, I was replaced on this show by a much younger and better-looking zombie. Although he couldn't act his way out of some homemade corral where a bunch of zombies have just been rounded up and are being taunted and shot by vengeful and over-enthusiastic rednecks who are doomsday preppers who sank all of their savings into guns and cans of spam and feel vindicated for being paranoid idiots. I also wouldn't know about it because I'm a vegetarian. You eat the brains of plants? Vegetables, you know, like cauliflower. I especially like the color kind of pink and gray. And my name isn't Chewy. I was given that name to make me seem like I eat brains. Chewy McLobe, give me a break. What is your name? Spooner McMillan. Saw that one coming. Yeah, well, you think my name's Rusty? I have no metal parts. It's all plastic and crystals and God doesn't know what. Although, in order to be able to get jokes and daydream while my guests are yammering on, I do have a human brain. Mmm. I mean, hmm. What do you think my name is, huh? Take a guess. R2-D2. No. Well, 9000. No. The DVS Turbo Simulator. No. Pinocchio. No. Mr. Smith. No. Rickety Spitz. Robbie. Robbie the Robot. Nobody remembers that. Could be worse. You know, for having it made, you sure whine a lot. Yeah, I was made all right. I'm a robot. Whatever. Try being a zombie. At least you have an intelligence people look up to, even if you are heartless and unfeeling. Shut up. I'm not. Why don't you calculate how disrespected zombies are? We're portrayed as unthinking and unfeeling monsters who have no regard for life or death or anything, and it's okay to shoot us in the head. Some humans might say that it's a lifestyle choice. Well, their brains obviously have no nutritional value. Well, you weren't born a zombie. <laughs> Born again, maybe. Am I right? <laughs> it's self-righteous and fundamentalist humans that made us into monsters to deny the fact that they are the true zombies, the true robots, walking blindly around, unthinking, unfeeling, needing to eat brains because they have none of their own or feel to use them, denying their hearts as well, laying out some mundane programming that curses them to their own hubris, fear, negligence, and lack of intelligence. That's our show! <laughs> Okay, I'd like to thank my human sponsors for denying the legitimacy of the opinions of robots and zombies alike, just as long as the paychecks keep coming. Join me next time, and I'll be replaced by a much younger and better-looking robot that couldn't act his way out of an interview with a zombie. Bye-bye! This is Talking Ed, and like robots, propaganda gets a bad rap. So what that it manipulates you to think a certain way? Shouldn't we be free to freely tell people what to do and how to be? Food for trough. And now, Magoria Fuss, Certified Ghost Whisperer. Do ghosts exist? One thing is undeniable. There are many more people dead than are alive today. And there are more people dying every day, some in very nasty, horrible ways. 
Like my ex-husband, for instance, who accidentally fell on a pair of scissors 12 times. Or my nag of a mother who suffocated in her sleep because her pillow was too fluffy. Sometimes it's hard for them to move on, even though I have a solid alibi. Now many of us do believe in some kind of life after death, and most spirits, like people, are fairly stupid and clueless and so have trouble transitioning. I am often asked, how much influence do ghosts have in the living world? It's not as simple as some Jennifer Love Hewitt, Bruce Willis, Patrick Swayze Hollywood jargon. For instance, you may ask, is my dead grandmother watching over me, guiding me, keeping me safe? And by the same token, is my dead grandmother sitting at the end of the bed every night, watching me masturbate? And is she disapproving or weirdly turned on? Well, the answers to these questions will involve some all-too-real, if unearthly, charges. A full price list is available on my website. Or you may ask, do you think it's my recently passed father who is opening and closing doors and turning on the faucet? It could very well be that he is trying to communicate with you. But why can't he paint the kitchen or mow the lawn? Well, there's dead and then there's deadbeat. Very often ghosts are distraught and confused and therefore find it hard to apply themselves. Where is motivation when the threat of job loss, terrible hunger, or especially death holds no sway? Now I am a certified ghost whisperer. Not to be confused with a ghost enthusiast, a ghost guru, a ghost advisor, a ghost technician, ghost authority, ghost champion, ghost genius, ghost connoisseur, ghost aficionado, ghost meddler, ghost savant, ghost wizard, ghost caliph, or ghost potentate. And as a certified ghost whisperer and freelance ghost motivator, there are many misconceptions that I feel need addressing. For one, I don't actually whisper. Ghosts are naturally very hard of hearing, so there's a lot of yelling involved. And I don't just chat with ghosts about important things like, what's it like to be dead? Does one decide to participate in life? How exactly are you conscious? It's more like, what small detail like that family heirloom can I mention to your daughter to convince her that I'm in contact with you? Now earlier I mentioned my website and how ghosts can be reluctant to be productive in our world. Well, Magoriaslist.com and the Whisperer Network TM takes those listless souls and lists them for hire. You get their expertise. Perhaps you need your groceries delivered or your pet walked. Perhaps you need a grandmother, so she's not really yours, to watch over you. Or maybe you want to scare the shit out of those lousy neighbors of yours. Maybe you just want at least some kind of moaning coming from your bedroom at night. I have many ghosts that are ready to fill these positions. You also get reviews, background checks, and a personal curriculum morti communicated to me via my special Whisperer Network DM. Let's find out what all the shouting's about and go to the Whisperer Network right now and take some calls from, from some ghosts. Hello, this is Magoria Fuss. You're on the Whisperer Network. Um, hi, um, I'm not sure who I am. There's no reason for alarm. This happens often when one is snatched from the maw of life. What? I'm dead? Although there is a social stigma to being dead, there is no reason why you can't be a productive member of society. Wait, I remember now. I was having dinner. My girlfriend brought over some wine. 
They were celebrating because her husband was leaving her. Oh, uh, well, that's not important. Uh, what, what matters is, is you can move on and get past this uh, troubling time. Stella! What? Uh, huh? That was her name, Stella! I think, I think she poisoned me! Oh, well, what's best is to get in, involved in something. Take your mind off of things. Do, do you do yard work? Stella? Is that you? Th this is Megoria. Megoria Fuss, certified ghost whisperer. I'm half medium and half holistic. Oh my god, your husband is here! Did you kill your husband too, you rotten little... He hello? Hello? Well, we seem to have mysteriously lost the connection, so somehow. Y you, you know, I, I think that's all the calls we have time for today. Uh, don't forget, MagoriasList.com. Let's put some stiffs to work. Bye-bye! Uh, Hello, this is Ernest P. Hardwater, and this is Shut Up America, the phone-in talk show that allows you, the God-waving, flag-fearing citizens of this great country, to pump up the shotgun of your opinion and blow off arms. Few rights are left in this modern, semi-automatic world of today, but the right to free speech is alive and loud on this show. You can bet your gun butt on that. So, are there any questions? Shut up! Before we go on, I'd like to tell you something you probably don't know. In this country, it is actually legal for dykes and fairies and homos of all persuasions to visit the Statue of Liberty. You didn't know that, did you? You know they can even vote? Jeez! See how ignorant you'd be if you didn't listen to this show? Shut up! Now it's time to take a call. Go ahead, American! Uh, hello, Mr. Hardwater. I must say, as an intellectual and an academician, I find your stand on education is the moral equivalent of- Oh, shut up! What kind of gobbledygook was that? If you can't say it in plain English, it must be some kind of illegal immigrant talk. Goodbye! Let's take another one. Hello, you're on the free red, white, and blue airwaves. Ernest, as a woman, I Oh, really definitely shut up! The day I listen to the opinions of a skirt is the day Mom's apple pie becomes sour grapes. You know, in this great country, the land of our forefathers, well, four or five fathers, I don't remember. There's a bunch of them mothers. Anyway, in this great land, you just can't get too good a pair of boots. Why, boots are the foundation on which this country sits. Whether it's farmers, soldiers, cowboys, or anybody in our history, boots have given them a helping hand. No one knows this better than my next guest. He's a good friend of mine. Please welcome Elmo U. Pillock. Elmo, good to have you here. Shut up! It's good to be here. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Elmo, I haven't seen you since you were kicking the sand out of some Muslim insurgents over at the Falafel House. They wasn't insurgents. They was lieutenants in that terrorist army. Shut up! Elmo, why don't you tell us about boots? Where they are today, where they're going, and... I don't wear boots. Ernest, they hurt my feet. I wear sneakers. Shut up! What are you, some broad going to a pilates class? Shut up! It's pilates and I happen to like it. It's good exercise and there are some hot chicks there. Shut up! As cold as my ex-wife's leftovers. Shut up! She warmed them up for me. Shut up! Shut up! You shut up! You shut up! You sure are a lousy shot. Shut up, so are you. Join us again when you can shut up and listen to us shoot off our mouths. Shut, shut up, America! And now, on the Propaganda Channel, it's time for a history of stupidity. And we'll look at creationism versus evolution. Hello, I'm Prod Knightley. Creationism versus evolution. A great controversy of our time. A controversy argued in the courts, 
and more importantly with stickers and logos on our cars. As we all know, truth and righteousness lies in who can sell the most crap. And speaking of money, each mode of thought does not give mankind much credit. Each feels we must pay heavily. On the one hand, to pay off our horrible debt of sin, and on the other hand, to bet it all on some meaningless crapshoot. Tonight, we will unravel or just wad up and throw away the tangled mess that is creationism versus evolution. With us first, with a scientific perspective, is a scientist. Hello, I am scientist THX 1138, and as a scientist, I realize that science is a language, a language to describe the world around us. But it is a very sophisticated language that puts to shame all of those fig leaves of the imagination, those primitive, superstitious languages that have creepy charms made out of little dead animals, or genies in bottles, or strange wisecracking ogres with big hairy ears, or large croaking ancient tree women, or boastful animal gods that drink heavily and somehow seduce incredibly gullible human maidens, or wispy dancing sprites ride the wind, causing mischief, <laughs> ooh, I'm floating, or dead guys on sticks. But my language gets behind the story. Facts, figures, figuring out bad faxes, fixed phenomenon contrived into configurations of factual data, recircumvented into tables of categorical outlines, and subtabulated exponentially. Numbering, naming, categorizing, numbing, labeling, counting, compiling, quantifying, collating, compiling, counting, compiling, compiling, compiling. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's so tedious, so boring, so, so sterile. I want action, adventure, lustful gods and burning witches. I want self-righteous misunderstandings and desperate, fearful, murderous acts rationalized as a supreme being's justice. I want little devils that look like me, teasing me, teasing me, testing my fortitude and forking my testicles. Ah, the voice of reason. And for no reason, let's go now to the Reverend Rodney Flanks for a desperational message and a religious perspective. I believe in a God of authority. I believe in a God of discipline. I believe I've been a bad, bad boy. And I need one hell of a spanking. Come on, spank me now. Spank out the devil. He resides in my very buttocks. Slap me holy, I tell you, slap me now. I believe we were fathered by God. God is our father, and he ain't no deadbeat dad, no. Just because he's off in heaven being worshipped by everybody doesn't mean he don't at least send home the bread. So he never played baseball with you or took you out for ice cream. So he never bothered to show up in church. He had important work to do. It's not like he can be everywhere once. He's famous. You don't get that from staying home and hanging out with Junior. So you always do him to follow in his footsteps while always feeling inadequate about never living up to those heights. Amen. Well, I guess we hit bottom with that one. But wait, we can go lower. So let's sing the praises of religion. Give it up, please, for the hammin' and hawin', horn-blowin', god-awful choir with their rendition of I felt thy hand. I felt thy hand touch me. I felt thy hand touch me. So I turned the other cheek, cause you like a meek. You like it on top. But you're not above it. 
Mercury goes strong. Your name with fear evoked. Demand my life be some terrible fall. I felt thy hand touch me. I felt thy hand touch me. So I turned the other cheek. Cause you're a control freak. You sure laid my soul bare. I'd say let's give them a big hand, but apparently they've already got one. And now for a similar disregard for happiness on the part of evolution, let's get really down with Dinky Proboscis and the all-blind black leather blues band with the human blues time rag. Hey everybody, thank you. Well, there's blind and dumb, too bad we're not deaf.
Next, what look at creation would be complete without this pair? The dynamic duo, the odd couple, the George and Gracie, the Desi and Lucy, the Sonny and Cher of the creation story. Hi. Hi. I'm Adam, the first man. And I'm Eve, the first lady. And I don't mean the president's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, honey. Thanks, dear. You know, we're proud to be the first couple, and even though we've made a few mistakes... Well, I'm sorry, but here's the tree of knowledge. Don't do anything with it. What a setup. Dear, you're thinking too much. We're just supposed to follow the rules. Oh, you men always stick together, blaming your folly on women. Dear, we'll talk about it later. Of course, I'm sorry. But anyway, here we are. We've covered our nakedness. I always wear my very best dress. And beautiful it is, too, my dear. Yes, you see, now that I'm created in physical form, I'm ashamed of my body because, <laughs> quite frankly, it's very hairy, knobby, with little areas of unsightly fat. And I feel the same way. I'm also ashamed of Adam's body. But he looks good in his suit, and he's the only man, so what are you going to do? And we know that sex is wrong, unless it's for procreation. So we're looking forward to overpopulating the world. That's right. And since we're all the same family, there's bound to be a few pasty white banjo playing homunculi with no eyebrows in the mix. But you just gotta keep cranking them out, I say. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Anyway, we better get on that, so goodbye and watch out for the snakes. Bye bye I've seen more plausible storylines on Father Knows Beaver. And if all this hasn't been enough to make you sick, here's Professor Dick Leakey with a look at Early Man. Early man. What a strange little critter he must have been. Struggling to use his brain rather than his brawn. Chasing his stubby little tail in an attempt to face his ever-widening consciousness. A link in evolutionary chain that has shackled humankind to a horrible destiny of becoming something more than a man, but something less than a beast. With us now, early man. Oh yeah, easy for you to say. In my day, we only had three words, oot, grunk, and hurrrrr, and that covered everything from hello, what up, hey, don't urinate on that, and, well, quite frankly, I think the falling tree would make a noise whether or not anyone was there to hear it. In my day, I had to walk 20 miles just to suck a bird egg for breakfast. Of course, if you call it walking, I had to bend over backwards just to walk erect and try getting a clean shave with a dull rock and see if the stench of blood don't bring a buttload of flies. I can't even wrap my head around my limited cranium capacity. You try it and see if you can create a culture much beyond hitting a pig over the head with a bone and crapping out of a tree, for Christ's sakes. Whew, well, we can at least be thankful the old man's dead now. So what have we learned about creationism and evolution, if anything? Despite this incisive look, questions remain. Could it be that both are purely belief systems? And is a belief system true simply because we believe it? Will evolutionists ever evolve beyond aping some tired theory? Will the creationists ever actually create a theory? Or just be spoon-fed the old? Perhaps we need faith in our intelligence and imagination to create new and beautiful, if inadequate, metaphors for our existence. So where do we come from and why? Maybe we came from nowhere to do nothing. Maybe we came from everywhere to do everything. And where are we headed? Well, just shutting up and enjoying our suffering, stinking, untrustworthy, dying selves, our glorious, colorful, creative, forever shining selves, be enough to help us grow? And what will we become if we do advance ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually? 
Well, don't look at me. That's it for A History of Stupidity. I'm Prod Knightley for the Propaganda Channel. It's time for Totally Ersatz Discoveries with your host, Teddy Pantsaroff. You suck! You are totally worthless! You aren't worth the oxygen it takes to make your nose run! You haven't got the initiative that God gave to a festering pile of bison manure! How many times have you heard your loved ones say this to you? How many times have you said it to yourself? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I'm here with you today to find out exactly how many times you've said that to yourself. Because I'm sure that it's just not really very nearly enough. You can't self-improve by yourself, dummy. Now here to support me is my colleague and toady, Plug Yesman. Uh, you're so right, Kenny. It's an honor to be here with you, sharing the power and incredible secrets of whatever it is you've got. Now, you are going to hear about an amazing process today. A, a, a process that will clear your mind, body, and, and soul of all the huge undigested chunks uh, of emotion and chewed up intellect that, that, that have been clogging up your, your creative powers. Oh, yes. You know, I'm far from the absolute apotheosis of one given to hyperfluous superlatives, but I want you to be completely certain beyond any shadow of an eensy-weensy doubt that this process is without question remarkably marketable. Oh, Kelly, tell me more. Where do I start? I guess just one word. Soltronics. Oh, whoa. Soltronics is, is more than a fountain of youth. It's a fountain of you. Oh, I am so you. Soltronics will help you get more out of life, more out of the people around you, more out of believe you, me, you. How? In easy monthly payments. Okay, 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 okay. I, I can feel you bursting with questions about Soltronics. Oh, gosh, Kelly, I'm ready to plot. What is Soltronics? It's $199.95 a month. How do I get one? Sorry, only two to a customer. How does it work? Just like you can turn on the tap water at your kitchen sink to wash away leftover chocolate olive loaf down the sink, you can turn on Soltronics to wash away your feelings of inadequacy. Wow! You say that sounds ridiculous? At Soltronics, we say there is no such thing as too ridiculous. Only too illegal. But, 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 but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's get behind ourselves. Oh, get behind me, Teddy. If you're not behind yourself, who is? Not me. I'm behind a large wall of lawyers. You need to get behind yourself so that when you hear that labored wheezing, you can turn quickly and finally face yourself. Oh, right on my face. You know, it's been said by a very wise man who just happens to be my mother that one man's ahead is another's behind. Which direction will you go? O-M-G, Teddy. Let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen. How long have you been working your present job? Two weeks? Two years? Too long? Where's it gotten you? It gets me right there, too. And me, too. You've been sucking that corporate teat too long. It's time to be weaned from that company formula and start eating meat. And when I say meat, I mean your soul. Oh, your soul has a lot of meat on it, Teddy. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to wake up every morning to the same boss's wife, the, 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 the same paycheck, uh, putting your grind to the brown nose. Yeah, who wants the brown nose, eh, Teddy? You can starve instead. And when you can free your soul of shackles like rent and groceries, you're on your way to becoming a shriveled-up person in a loincloth 
preaching nonconformity to a world that would ra rather watch dancing monkey celebrity stars of reality TV. Oh, I love that show. By now, you're ready to purchase the Soultronics Mind, Body, and Soul Rejuvenation System. I know I am. And we make it so easy for you. Submit now, and we will release your captive children from our secret bunker. I got the keys right here. You can get Soultronics in three handsome volumes that will prop open any outhouse door. Can't read? Simply order Soultronics as streaming video or DVD. Can't sit still for it? Soultronics is also available in handy tranquilizer darts that fit any standard gauge high-velocity rifle. Let's hear some testimonials from actual Soultronics customers. Hi. Before I had the Soultronics tranquilizer dart shot into my haunches, I had no confidence. What with my unsightly physical features and my uncontrollable desire to kill people, I felt that I was out of sync with my true nature. Now I realize my anger comes from my unique and powerful self-loathing, and now I know that I should kill myself. Thanks, Soultronics! I read the Advanced Soultronics Mind, Body, and Soul Rejuvenation System, and after regaining consciousness, I realized that... Though I'm a boring, sniveling little weasel with very little to recommend me, I can become master of the universe. You know, as long as that's okay with, you know, everyone else. And now on Totally Ersatz Discoveries, let's hear from Jack Lestrain. You are wasting the pulp! Hi, I'm Jack Lestrain. Your grandparents probably know me from my exercise TV show. But I've got something really exciting to present to you today. You know, I am 117 years old, but I feel so good. Why? Because my spandex is so tight. Why else? Because I don't waste the pulp. I take advantage of the juice and the pulp that is wasted every day. Today, I am going to present to you something that will revolutionize the way you think about diarrhea. Ladies and gentlemen, what happens when you die? You take a perfectly good body and dump it in the ground! All those good fibers and minerals and vitamins that have taken somebody a lifetime to acquire are completely wasted! But if we could squeeze those precious fibers and minerals, not to mention the brain, the best laxative known to man. If we could squeeze all this good stuff into an ordinary glass of juice, think of the nutritional benefits we could get. That's why I have invented the Squeeze, Geezer, Juicer, and Pulp Master. It can take all those byproducts of a decomposing corpse and turn it into a delicious breakfast. Try it. Wow. Tastes just like Mom used to taste.
And on that note, we conclude the service here on the Propaganda Channel. If it's hard to swallow, we'll cram it down your throat. I'm talking Ed, and it's been my pressure to have you serve me. Oh yeah, now that was one awesome episode, truly. This episode was written by Eric Sprinkle uh, with Eric Bittner and Nelson Sprinkle. Songs and vocalizations were by Eric Sprinkle. Original music and instrumentation by Dave Herrick. Wow. Kudos to Eric and Dave for your musical presentation. Our voiceover actors were Kent Ingram, Eric Bittner, Jonathan A., Mary M., Eric Sprinkle, yeah, him again, yeah, and Deb Zuster. A word to Deb here, I have no regrets. Strong arming you into this podcast at the family reunion. <laughs> your talent is highly prized at Mile High Theater, and that's true. In two weeks, we'll release our next episode that will take you back 10,000 years back in time. Intriguing, huh? <laughs> okay, and with that, this is Jonathan E. saying, bless your little hearts. <laughs> <laughs>